0: welcome into
1: tomorrow with dave graveline the interactive program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you this is into tomorrow
2: here's dave graveline
1: thank you brian yes welcome into tomorrow our 28th year covering consumer tech this for the weekend of October 27th 2023 leading into Halloween yes and here we have the grave lines we don't sound as scary as we no. should. probably some people would say we do I have two ex-wives that sound scary yeah. hey that's a what only one of them is allowed to sound scary okay Your mom. No. No. Oh, (laughs) all right. Then the other one. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the show. Chris is going to remind you of of six important things that you always need to remember as soon as I say that we're coming to you from the Dexcom G7 Studios. Powerful, simple diabetes management. Be sure to visit Dexcom.com. Okay,
0: so six things. So I'm going to remind you to back up your data. Yeah. I'm going to remind you to check your spam filters. Okay, on a roll. Yeah, uh, subscribe to these podcasts if you don't already. Okay, I'll allow it. Um, win prizes by calling the Astave Dave hotline. Okay. Which will give you the numbers shortly, but you could also use our app. Yeah. Okay, so that's four. Um, five. Um, um. Um, clear your browsing history.
1: No, that's not an important reminder. You never <laughs> know what's
0: going to happen. Always have clean underwear, and always clear your browser
1: history. Did you even say backup important data? I did. You did? Yes. Was that number two or three? Or I don't know. Maybe. All right. Well, uh, still, that's only five. Okay, well, that's all I got. Oh gosh, you've <laughs> let us all down. Yeah. How do our listeners feel about you? We should. <laughs> we should ask that question. And take your calls. You know, we do give prizes out every single week when we take your calls. We even do occasional prizes for an occasional email. But it is radio and audible podcasts, you know. So we like to hear you because that means so much more Yeah. and warms the cockles of our hearts. Can you say that on, on the air? I did. Oh. So there you go. We've got some tech news and commentary for you. We've got a guest coming up. We've got more of your calls. Oh, I'm looking ahead here. A couple of emails as well. Please don't be afraid to call next time. There's always those possibilities. And we've got, of course, the ever-popular This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. history, history. Starring Chris. Ooh. And uh, we've got more interviews from the International Chiefs of Police Conference that we came back from last week from San Diego. Coming up, not this week, the next week. Yes. Because Chris's team has really been on the ball getting some of those interviews. Booked. Well, we would have we been able to do more on location if we didn't have a,
0: a massive equipment failure. Technology, go figure. You call yourself equipment now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. Well, that's a good point. Because our audience should know why they don't have more interviews. We had one last week from the Chiefs of Police Convention about yeah. about being proactive about mental health for first responders and stuff. It wasn't new technology that we were covering as we will an, with some of the others. But it was an important topic. Oh, to very, talk about. very important. And then shortly after that, right before we were getting ready to do another very interesting video interview. Sounds like an excuse, but the camera died. Yeah. And we don't travel with multiple cameras on these kinds of remote trade shows because we have a camera and a microphone and and a cable in case Wi-Fi is interfering with wireless mics and stuff. We didn't anticipate we'd need a spare camera. I mean, Mm -hmm. on big shows, CES, IFA, we have a three-camera operation, and we always could have just run back to the hotel and got one of the other cameras, or they would have been there. Not in this case. And that was the only method we had of recording the interviews, not even just the audio. Right. But we've been lining some others up. We've already got one lined up for next week
0: with uh, a representative from Toughbook to talk about their latest That would be Panasonic. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, We're working on uh, getting the uh, CEO of Axon, which you may know from their body cams, but more importantly, (gasps) More importantly, the... the, the Taser, taser, taser.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. He's been on the show many times, their CEO, and loves doing the interviews with us, and Uh, He's got interesting product, and of course we demoed a bunch of them and saw a whole bunch of cool new things, and one of the coolest things that I think we saw at the show was uh, this rather large, fat-looking gun that was a drone eliminator. Yeah. So you got a drone flying over your backyard, and you can use this thing, kaboom, and it just throws a net out and just catches it, and now it's yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so they had that, but they all, we also show you, because we do have that, we've got to figure out how and when to show it, um, what the inside of a mobile police command post looks like. Because we all yeah. see them on the news, unfortunately some people in person, and people wonder, because you can't just walk in and say, "I just hey, I just want to see what you guys are doing, you want a donut? You know, you can't do that sort of thing. Uh, I say that as a former wow. cop, come on, wow, <laughs> <laughs> because then maybe they'd let you in. Right. If you come bearing gifts, you know. Uh-huh. But we do a nice little quick pan of of a very cool command mobile command post and so anyway. Hopefully you'll figure out a way to get some of that stuff working. We did save what we had recorded, right? We did, I think. You, oh god. <laughs> That's really encouraging. <laughs>
0: Do you have some tech news for us, perhaps? I do. Uh, Tinder has rolled out a new feature dubbed Tinder Matchmaker. Oh. That will allow users' Wait, Isn't that what and... they do anyway? Yeah, well, but this will allow a uh, user's family and friends to access the dating app and make recommendations oh, for potential please. matches.
1: Can you imagine it's bad enough yeah. that now mom and dad and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles are going to say, oh, this is good for you, Chris. Yeah. The matchmakers
0: do not need to have a Tinder profile to view or suggest possible pairings. <laughs> um, hypothetically, that means that anyone from your grandmother to your ex-girlfriend could help you select a new profile to match with. Or your (laughs) Mm -hmm. ex-wife. A Tinder user will need to launch a Tinder matchmaker session, either directly from a profile or within the app settings. Um, If if you see a potential match, you can share a unique link with up to 15 individuals in a 24-hour period.
1: Wait, so if you find someone on Tinder that you think might be a good match for you, you can can ask friends and family yeah, what hey, they hey, think. What do you think
0: you know and then, oh, and then the matchmaker will gain access to the profiles that they can like and if they <laughs> do it'll appear as a recommendation for the original tinder user to see
1: oh god okay well i tell you what you hear more and more people you and michelle met online did you not yeah but not that app That's it was like a hookup app yeah. tinder is a hookup That's what app. i've
0: always heard i never used that one well what did you use um, I, I don't know. Oh, come on. You must. You've been together a couple of years now. Bumble or something? I don't know. Bumble? Yeah. That's the one that it takes the, 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 the hard work out for the guys because the women have to make all the decisions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it's easiest. Wow. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, I'm curious what have our listeners used, but more, I was starting to say more and more people have gotten together because of online
0: apps. Yeah, you know, and it used to there used to be like a taboo around it, but then you know, of course, it got to be you know what? I'm in my my mid 40s. I'm a single parent. I work a lot. When the heck and I don't go to bars?
1: So oh, I hate bars. How, butters, how, how yeah. else are you going to meet people? That's true. And I'm in my mid hundreds. Yeah, and uh, and don't tell me about silver or something or or seniors match or some goofy thing. It's No thanks. Uh, but but a lot of people. I think the vast majority of people these days. Especially if they're in an initial successful relationship, met online. Now, some of the online could simply be Instagram or Facebook or, you know, a very normal kind of anti-social media. But others are these matchmaking apps. Well, and you can go be a contestant on Golden Bachelor. I guess you would not be a contestant. You'd be the the bachelor
0: to golden the, the, that all the bachelor. contestants would be competing for. This is some old it's a, fart. No, it's a new saying? show. I think it's on ABC or whatever, whatever the show, whatever network airs the Bachelor I think and the that's Bachelorette. Yeah. They their new version is the Golden Bachelor, and it's an Gee. older gentleman with a whole bunch of older women that are competing to.
1: <laughs> Glad I've missed that.
0: <laughs> wow, huh? that's because I live with
1: a woman, so that's why I have to I know about these things. <laughs> okay, well that'll teach you to get on those apps, yeah. but. Anyone listening, have you met people using apps? What apps? What kinds of apps? How has it worked out for you? Especially if maybe it's been a long-term thing, and you're thankful for fill-in-the-blank kind of app because you met your, your soul partner, or what am I? what's the word I'm thinking of? You, you know, your uh, soulmate. life soulmate, soulmate. maybe. Yes. <laughs> God, your soul partner. Yeah, there you go. But maybe you've met your soulmate. Have you met your soulmate? I I used to think my soulmate was a bottle of whiskey and a box of pizza. Oh, God. (laughs) You can get that online, too.
2: Yeah. Wow.
1: Let us know. And how does one let us know? You can
0: use the Ask Dave hotline at 800-899-INTO. It's 800-899-4686. The free Into Tomorrow app. Or hit that Ask Dave microphone at intotomorrow.com.
1: There you go. Oh, and not only will we be happy for you if you're still in a relationship where you've met online, but we'll send you prizes that you're welcome to share or not with your significant other. All the way into tomorrow.
2: If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt, call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 10 million people. Without destroying your credit, they can reduce your interest rates, lower your total payments up to 50% to get you out of debt fast. For a free consultation, call Consolidated Credit now. The program
3: works. Call 800-284-4037. 800-284-4037. 800-284-4037.
0: Consolidated Credit Solutions Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida three 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 one three. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Kansas CSO 019051. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 892. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission License number DCA3. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Actual interest rates, length of program, and monthly payment reductions will vary by consumer and creditor. Yours could be higher or lower. Not a loan company, we do not lend money.
1: For the weekend of October 29th, we hope that you are becoming spooktacular because it is this weekend before Halloween. Most people like our community having our big Halloween event on Saturday night of this weekend and a lot of folks are doing that not so much trick-or-treating because the kids want to go out Halloween night, Mm -hmm. which is not till Tuesday. But we, we hope you have a spook holiday or Halloween. Is that spook- what I was
0: trying to say? Spook. But see, you know, because <laughs> we're, we're the tech show. So oh, spook See, I didn't even pick up on the tech part. Because you're not listening. I know. You're hearing me, but you're not listening. Oh, sorry, I thought I was talking to Cameron
1: for a second. <laughs> oh, oh, bad boy, bad. Bad, bad boy, because, you know, Cameron will, will tell you certain things like... Call in, win stuff. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Cam. You know, your dad just slammed you. I Because well, he I also tell tells you.
0: us that he's the brains behind this
1: operation. Well, that may be true. Yeah. <laughs> he remembers a whole lot more than I do, and especially about tech these days. <laughs> this portion of Into Tomorrow brought to you in part by Blueberry
0: Podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, Blueberry makes it easy to publish, analyze, and grow
1: your show. Visit blubrry.com. What a crystal ball? into your health future well try talking to your family members with this week's into tomorrow wellness tip brought to you by human touch here's victoria Ladock.
3: thanks dave knowing your family medical history gives you and your doctor a better sense of what may happen to you health wise it may also give you a heads up on what you can do to manage or prevent issues whether you know a lot about your family history or only a little take time to talk to your family about their health histories. It may not be easy. Your family members may not be used to talking about their diseases, but starting the conversation is important. Remember, you're asking not just for your own health, but for the health of everyone in your family. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladakh. Back to you, Dave. But that
1: requires actually speaking to your family. Yeah, and I don't. I try not to speak to those people. Yeah, I
0: know. Hey, it's, I mean, wait. you have to speak to once a week, at least when we're doing the show. That's true. But then when you get out of the studio, you don't talk to me for another week. Oh, I'm like, I always I'm tell you, so lucky. send me an email, that
1: way I can ignore it. Right. The Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip brought to you by Human Touch, ready to be your best every day. You can find out how when you visit them at humantouch.com. Email from Steve in Evansville, Indiana. Welcome into tomorrow. He asks or says or indicates the following? see, we'd rather hear you, Steve, but I guess I'll do my best to do a
0: a dramatic reading of Steve's email. Well, how do you know Steve is dramatic? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, we'll just go with, uh, I recently cut the cable and I'm now streaming all of my content at home. Good for you. I'm so happy to not be sending my hard-earned money to Comcast every month. Yay! (laughs) Uh, The only issue I have now is I've lost all my local channels, so Uh I can't get the local news that I like to watch every morning. How do I best receive those channels, and is there a way to record them so I can catch up on the news when I have time?
1: Good question, Steve, and I'm glad you cut the Comcast cable. We've done that, too, in our community. Actually, another, like, three or four days, and it's gone because we went with hot wire fission, all fiber stuff that Comcast couldn't even get close to doing. But we cut the cable as well, and it's all streaming as well for us now in the community, including local channels. But, Steve, in terms of watching your local channels, all you really need is an antenna for your TV. You don't need anything special, just the same traditional Old-fashioned kind of rabbit ears should even do the trick if you're close enough to the transmitters. Though there are some square models these days that are supposed to make it so you don't need to constantly tweak the antenna to try to get the best signal. And if you want to record, you'll need an
0: over-the-air DVR. Uh, Brands like Tableau and Channel Master make some dedicated ones that you can look at and have been for many years. Uh, Keep in mind that there will be two caveats to look out for. Uh, First, there may be a monthly subscription fee. And the devices may not include a hard drive or SSD for storage. Uh, Those two things mean that your final cost might be higher than you may initially expect. Now, the other option you may have uh, is smartphone or TV apps to just watch the online stream or recorded videos put out by the stations themselves. That option
1: will likely be free and easy. That's true. And there are so many ways to get free TV and... All communities have various and sundry channels if you don't have mountains blocking you or some other signal blocking. Uh, But you can get local channels for free over the air digital TV, yeah, and that's the you actually get the best quality you'll get yeah. by getting it over the air because it's uncompressed. That's very true because Comcast compresses everything. How do you think they get all those channels into one little piece of very old-fashioned
0: coax? Yeah, well, that's what we've talked about for years, especially with things like satellite radio. But they've increased the number of channels they have. Well, but like the pipe, the water pipe, is still the same size. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to get more water through it. So how do you do it? You shrink the size of the water droplets. Yeah, that's right. In this case, the, the streams the, the, the droplets. Shrink the the size of the audio, so you can get more through there. There you go. Um, Apple,
1: wanting to get more money from us again. Oh, yeah. Not from me. I don't sure.
0: spend money with Apple. <laughs> well, I do, unfortunately. Uh, the company's raising the monthly price of Apple TV Plus. Yay! Uh-huh. From $6.99 to $9.99 a month. what That's a pretty big jump. That's highway robbery. Yeah. Uh, the priciest Apple One bundle is also now $5 more expensive at $37.95 a month.
1: Jeez. And what's the difference between Apple One and anything else? Apple One, I think, includes all their games and... Oh, who cares? Exactly. Uh, Well, if you're a gamer, you care, probably. But they also plan to aggregate content from what I've learned from Apple TV+, iTunes, uh, live sports services, and even third-party platforms on its TV app. Uh, According to what sources were telling Bloomberg, the company also announced an October 30th product launch. So maybe by the time you're hearing this on a subsequent uh, stream or podcast, it's already happened. But either way, Apple wants more money from you because mm-hmm. they don't have enough money as it is. Go figure. <laughs> what do you think about that as well? 800-899-INTO or hit that Ask Dave button. It's a little microphone at intotomorrow.com. Victor in North Pole, Alaska.
2: Hello, Victor. I have Internet access and I have uh, the gigabit speed, and I just recently purchased a Netgear wireless mesh to so gives me better coverage throughout my whole house. But the internet provider now saying that I'm using too much bandwidth, and just this month alone, they say I've used over five terabytes, and I can't figure out what is using. I haven't added wow. any other new hardware other than my router. Now, they suggest maybe it's a, a virus, which I've run virus scans, or somebody using my internet, which I've changed everything when I put the new router in. I'm trying to find out if there's some app or some program that I can use that can tell me what device is using the most bandwidth. Any help would be appreciated. Thank you.
1: Well, Victor, that's a lot of bandwidth, but your router will do it for you. The first thing we should mention is that you may need to upgrade its firmware since older versions didn't have this feature. Now, after you do that, go into the settings and turn on something called Dynamic QoS or Dynamic Quality of Service. Yeah, the idea is that the router
0: analyzes what devices are using more bandwidth and tries to prioritize the things you need, which is nice, but what we want is the reporting functionality that comes with it. If you let it run for a while and go back to the settings, you'll find a table listing each of your devices, and next to that, you'll see how much bandwidth they've been using. And we've got more
2: for you in our show notes at intotomorrow.com. United we stand. 1-800-781-6764. Finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge. Chameleon Collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm
1: that is hyper-focused on growing businesses, from digital marketing to optimizing your sales efforts. Our experts drive results. Our work and track history, ranging from innovative startups to Fortune 500 companies, speaks for itself. Learn more by visiting chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245 today. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. During our 28th year on the air, covering the latest in consumer tech, all sorts of things available today today and into tomorrow. We thank you for tuning in. Thank you even more when you call in and participate on the show. So please do that anytime, 24-7. If you've got a tech question or want to know more from one of our recent guests, whatever the case, we'll get answers for you and get you on the show. The national conversation around screen time has continued to boomerang, if you will, at an alarming rate and parents' attitudes continue to shift and change. Our next guest has some great tips on how we can make our kids' screen time more useful. And it's certainly something that we here at Into Tomorrow have talked about the last several years. Senior VP and General Manager for PBS Kids is Sarah DeWitt. Sarah, welcome Into Tomorrow. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. Thank you, Dave. Glad to be here.
1: It's a pleasure to have you. So first, can you tell me a little bit more about PBS Kids and its content so folks get a better idea.
3: So PBS Kids is the public broadcasting service for the United States. And we focus on educational, engaging content for kids. And that's across all platforms. It's television, it's short form digital content that you can find on YouTube or the PBS Kids video app. And it's also games for kids because digital games are a great way for kids to practice educational skills, but also are really fun. They're a great way for kids to play with the characters that they know and love from PBS Kids shows like Daniel Todd Tiger and Wild Kratz and Curious George. So uh, PBS Kids is focused on kids two to eight with all kinds of exciting content.
1: And what's cool about it is that the screen time then is at least educational. It's not just, uh, you know, weird things or stuff that they maybe even shouldn't be seeing for that matter, uh, or stuff that doesn't seem to help them or the parents. So this is really good content.
3: Yes, we work with advisors and educators to really make sure that what we're putting into our content is based on skills that kids need to learn to help them get ready for school, to help them practice their skills over the summer when they're out of school. And so we really are very thoughtful about it. The other thing that we really hope for is that kids will see things in our shows or in our games and get so excited about it that they want to go research it in the real world. Uh-huh. They want to watch Wild and then go out and learn more about animals and maybe visit a zoo. So we're really hoping that this is screen time that's a jumping off moment for kids to go do real world exploration.
1: Oh, that's great. And it does encourage them to do just that. So I think that's terrific. I'm assuming then that media such as our type folk and and tech in general can play an important role in this whole concept that you're doing.
3: Yes, we' we known um, through research for years that kids can learn from television. So that started in back in Sesame Street days and Mr. Rogers neighborhood, they yeah. learned that kids really could learn things from this mass media. And so what we're trying to do is really um, make sure that parents understand that all media isn't the same. You can make choices for your kids and help guide your kids to things that really are going to have a positive impact on learning, on behavior. Um, and also it can be good jumping off points for parents and kids to have conversations together. We hear a lot from parents that what they overhear in the shows or what they see in the shows also helps them. It helps them realize that There are ways that they can approach questions with their kids that can help bring out larger conversations. So we sometimes focus on, how do you introduce a tough topic, something that a kid might be having trouble with? Like, um, you know, if they're getting really anxious, anxiety is a big issue right now in the United States. If kids are getting anxious, how does a parent start to talk to a kid about the best ways to calm down? We can model that in our shows, like Daniel Tiger and Arthur, and then help give parents ideas for how to talk to their kids about it and hopefully come up with some good strategies in their homes.
1: Excellent. Now, Sarah, how can we set up and can we as parents, because I'm hearing them in my head listening (laughs) and saying, are there there ways to set up clear, positive media habits early in our younger kids?
3: Yes, absolutely. So, you know, our media starts from ages... Uh, starts at age two. Um, And what we talk about is first thinking about what's the best time of day, what's for kids to engage with media, for families to really think about what's the time that fits best into our routine and starting to set it up is this is just one activity of many. And there's a certain time of day or a certain type of activity that we're gonna engage in. So kind of setting that routine is important for preschoolers. But the other, I think even more important habit is for parents to recognize that they need to talk to their kids about the media that they engage with. Because we know from research that if parents talk to kids about the shows they watch or the games they play, the learning gains are going to be greater. But it also sets up a really great habit that media is something that we as a family talk about. So as kids get older, as they start watching more things on their own or maybe see things their parents don't know they've seen, they know that this is something I can talk about with my parents. We can talk about what I saw and what I learned from it or what I didn't like about it or what I would have done in that situation. Um, So if parents start to build that in, like at dinner time, saying, oh, what did you watch today? Well, what happened on Odd Squad? What was the problem they were trying to solve? That starts to set up an idea that families talk about media and that's really gonna help kids with their critical thinking skills over time and also help parents and kids really communicate about media.
1: And of course, as they get older, hopefully not until they get older, and they start engaging perhaps in what I like to call anti-social media, uh, yeah. that that they learn again from parents that say it's okay to see a different opinion, maybe that uh, might not agree with yours or what what we've talked about, but maybe be open to other ideas, and but still, hold your own, if you will. I mean, as kids get older and they start making decisions, I'm wondering what parents can do to prepare them uh, for not only the anti-social media, but for things like chat GPT and all these advances in AI that we talk about constantly. I mean, the kids are being bombarded and we think it's tough for us.
3: Right. It's so true. And I think that's where we get back to like conversation being important. So if kids see something in a show, um, if they see some kind of issue come up, like I think about there was an an episode of Arthur where all the kids were obsessed with a video game and it was all they were talking about and all they were doing. And in the show, they started to realize that they weren't talking to each other as much and, Mm. and they were getting kind of obsessed with who they were playing with online without thinking that person is being a real person. That's a real world scenario. And if your kid watches that and experiences that in a show and kind of sees the characters work through it and then has a conversation with their parents about it, it's going to make sense to them later when they see their friends get really sucked into games or if they realize like, Wow, I'm having trouble putting this down. They won't remember what they've seen and the conversations they had about it. So that's the kind of thing that we're we're thinking about. What are real world challenges that kids are facing, and how can we set them up for uh, set them up with really good strategies for how to address those and really grapple with those as they grow up
1: and all in an effort to help screen time, make sure that it's productive, that it's learning, that it's also fun, but that Mm -hmm. they're not just stuck on these devices. Because, I mean, you go into any restaurant anymore and and if it's a family with kids, they're always on the tablet or the phone, or, can I have your phone, mom? You know, because they're bored, it seems, Mm -hmm. or they're just getting stuck with more and more screen time. So we've got to do what we can to avoid that in many cases.
3: And give them ideas for what to do away from the screens. Uh, One of my favorite episodes of Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood is when they're waiting in a restaurant and they come up with games to play at the table with each other. And I really parents parent sees that because there's some really fun things you can do without having to pull out that tablet.
1: Ah, terrific. Sarah, you're a delight to chat with and some great ideas. More, of course, when you visit pbskids.org. We'll get you there too when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Sarah DeWitt, Senior VP and General Manager for PBS Kids. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us and we'll all keep working and helping parents to help their kids with screen time.
3: Thank you, Dave. It was a pleasure to join you.
1: It's our pleasure as well. Sarah DeWitt, pbskids.org. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. Much more to come, as always, here on Into Tomorrow on the Advanced Media Network. How would you like to feel your best every day? your best every day. Welcome back to Into Tomorrow. I'm Cameron Graveline. We really love getting more app calls, so please let us hear you on the show. Now, here's Dave. Wow. Thank you, Cam. We do appreciate that. You know, Netflix gained almost 9 million subscribers in the September quarter. And they were losing them like crazy. Especially when they were charging people because of sharing passwords and, "Oh, well, yeah, the heck with them, you know there's other uh, streaming things. But it was an 11% bump for Netflix. They announced plans to raise prices on its basic and highest priced ad-free plans. The company cited its crackdown on password sharing, popular news shows, and a 70% rise in subscribers to its ad tier option for the gains. 70% said, yeah, I'll I'll take the ads. I just don't want to pay that much. And we talked about that last week on the show. Would you pay more and put up with ads or do you want to, or not put up with the ads is kind of what I meant to say, Mm -hmm. (laughs) pay more for ad free or pay less and put up with the ads. So 70% rise in subscribers for that purpose alone. Mm -hmm.
0: This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the internet has to offer. You can text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word
1: RADIO to 35000. Oh, do you know what time it is? What time is it? It, It's time for us to remember the birth of commercial radio. The first major computer worm and the unveiling of a brand new mobile operating system that would go on to dominate the market, can you guess? It all happened this week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA.
2: Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with (laughs) This Week in Tech History.
1: Nobody ever writes me. Here's Chris. Wow, Mm -hmm. I'm so excited.
0: Well, this week in uh, 1846, an artificial leg was patented by B.F. Palmer of Meredith, New Hampshire. You're pulling my leg. uh, Who, according to the U.S. Patent Office, got a leg up on all the other competition. (sighs) Oh, God. (laughs) His product, characterized by its smoothly articulated knee, ankle, and toe joints, as well as its elegant and lifelike appearance, was an immediate success. Wow. In 1920, KDKA Radio in Pittsburgh began broadcasting. Marconi and DeForest were the catalysts. However, it was an engineer for Westinghouse Electric who was broadcasting music from his garage in 1916 that really got the whole thing started. Mm -hmm. A newspaper article about the broadcast caused such interest that the suits at Westinghouse decided to build a real radio station. During this very first commercial radio broadcast, the station aired the returns of the Harding Cox election, the first radio programming to reach an audience of any size, about a thousand people. (laughs) In 1988 this week, the Morris Worm, the first internet-distributed computer worm to gain significant media attention, was launched by Cornell University graduate student Robert Tappan Morris. It resulted in the first conviction in the U.S. under the 1986 Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. A floppy disk containing the original source code for the worm is housed at the Computer History Museum in Mountain View, California. And that's probably a a five-and-a-quarter-inch floppy disk, i guess. Yeah. In 2000 this week, FIFA 2001 was released for the Sony PlayStation. When releasing the game, they used scratch and sniff technology on their discs (laughs) so that when you scratched the top of the disc, it smelled like uh, the turf of a soccer field. Cool. Or a football, if you're in other parts of the world. Yes. Yes. Or football. Yes. yes. And this week in 2007, Google unveiled their Android mobile operating system. In September of the following year, the very first Android smartphone was announced, the T-Mobile G1, also, no. kno- also known as the HTC Dream in other parts of the world. Today, Android dominates the smartphone market with about a 70% market share worldwide. And all of you iPhoneys need to hear that again. Please, that last sentence one more time. Um, Android dominates the smartphone market
1: uh, with, you know, 70%. Yeah. Yeah. So don't tell me everybody has an iPhone. That's not true. All the the cool kids do. Uh, Not true. 70% of the world has Android phones. Which means 70% of the world needs to be just a little bit cooler. No, 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 no. However... That ought to keep the little
0: squirts happy. That's our look back at this week in tech history brought to you by IFA in Berlin. The future of tech awaits you at IFA. Visit ifa-berlin.com.
2: Transfer of data complete.
1: Well, there you go. If you don't want to be caught in a Walmart, and God knows I don't want to be, uh, you may want to consider how they're speeding up delivery services with some new partners. Walmart has integrated smart cargos, with a K, cargo, technology platform into its go-local delivery-as-a-service platform to expand its shipping capabilities for sellers. (laughs) So if you're a seller and works with Walmart, you might be now using smart cargo or will be using their technology, and you don't even have to go into a Wally world anymore. You just get them delivered. stuff we can do that down here now with kroger we don't have any kroger
0: stores but i don't know if you've been on the roads but we've got a ton of kroger delivery trucks on the roads these
1: refrigerated trucks they remind me of the old good humor trucks which you weren't even born then but when i would wait for the ice cream man back when i lived in south miami heights wow a hundred years ago Mm -hmm. we'd have the good humor man and it would be the same kind of truck it seemed Although modernized version. Yeah. But they will deliver groceries, frozen items, whatever. So, but yeah, why do we not have any Kroger stores, but we've got all these Kroger stores on wheels? I mean, that was the thing.
0: The first time I saw one of those trucks on the road, I quickly went to my phone to find out where, I went to Google Maps to find out where the the closest Kroger was, and there wasn't any down here. Then you thought... They must have stolen it from up north yeah, and drove it t- here. Took a wrong
1: turn somewhere along yeah. the way. And who <laughs> who would ever suspect in Florida you'd have a Kroger truck? Mm-hmm. But they're doing more and more of them. Yeah. Pretty wild. Instagram is testing a sticker creation feature
0: that will let users make custom stickers from their own photos and other users' photos in some cases and pop them into reels or stories. While Meta has been going all in on prompt-based, AI-generated stickers lately, this tool is something much simpler. It'll just select the subject of a photo and remove the background, creating a free-floating sticker that can be placed over other
1: content. They're copying from Android again, Magic Eraser. Well, iPhone does that now too. You can in a and photo, who who in did a, iPhone in a, get in it a from? So You
0: long press on like a, fo- a person in a photo, Not, and notice, it removes the background. Notice and, the
1: iPhoney yeah. refusing to answer that. Yeah,
0: question. Yeah, well, your you know your magic erase you know tool is so so hel- you know helpful that it left a floating ass and head in the last I picture that you tried. Beg to... Beg your you know, pardon.
1: <laughs> Although it's true, <laughs> we were eating uh, in San Diego, no L.A. Yeah. with some friends having dinner. And, and one of our friends held up his phone and took a selfie of us at the table. Uh-huh. And then we said, oh, but there's that guy walking by and uh, ruins the picture. I said, I got you. I whipped out my new Google Pixel 8 Pro, and he sent me the picture, and I eliminated him. Except <laughs> when I then shared the picture with everyone, uh, because mind you, I didn't have my reading glasses Everybody started laughing, and I went, you're that impressed, huh? See, my phone can do that. And no, you left his butt in the picture. His body's gone, but you left his hair floating in midair. So you only,
0: you know, magic erased from the bottom of the hairline to the waistline. Yeah, but it was
1: magical. Uh, But then I fixed it, third try. Yeah. And everybody was happy. Mm -hmm. Not the guy that was erased. Well, he didn't even know, <laughs> mm-hmm. except wondered why we were laughing at him when he would walk by. That's true. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Are you using things like Magic Eraser? What are, what do the iPhoneies call it? I have no idea. Oh, well, you're bragging on it. Don't even know. Well, typical iphone Eight hundred eight nine nine 800 800-899-INTO, or even better, please consider downloading and using the free Into Tomorrow app.
0: This holiday, don't keep your customers waiting in silence. Spread joy, cheer, and the holiday spirit with Advanced Productions. Your customers will thank you, and you'll be
1: ringing in the sales this holiday season.
3: And the best way to do that is with a custom holiday on-hold message from Advanced Productions. For
1: over 40 years, we've been providing affordable audio and video services to businesses all around the world. Let us create a custom holiday on-hold message for your business for less than $200 with no subscriptions or extra fees.
0: Our professional team, will craft delightful messages that showcase your brand and warm hearts
1: throughout the season advanced productions the sound of the season and your key to holiday success let the holidays
0: begin with advanced productions visit onholdaudio.net or call now 1-888-899-8511
1: 888-899-8511 happy holidays from advanced productions at onholdaudio.net Born on the radio, yet raised by technology. You're tuned into tomorrow. We like to think of us as your gas ex for tech. If you've got a tech issue, a problem, uh, some tech rage you want to share, let us solve those digital dilemmas. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G7
0: Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Changing the game for people living with all
1: types of diabetes. Visit dexcom.com. Another email to share with you. It's a good question. I think Sarah in Durham, North Carolina uh, please consider calling next time. We would love to hear you. But she says, my parents are
0: both in their mid 80s and we're hoping to honor their wish to stay in their home as long as possible. What kind of things would you recommend that would help us keep an eye on them and help them stay in their home on their own?
1: Super glue, Because it's really hard if you super glue them to a chair. They they can't get up. Yeah, that's what I'm going to try with you. you no, i on to you. You keep telling me you want to age in
0: place. I'm like, well, oh, that's the best way to age in place is to glue you to your chair or duct tape.
1: Okay, will you, you at least will you at least <laughs> glue me to the chair here in oh. the studio? Yes. Cuz we got a TV I'll, here. I'll, I'll sit I've you on a bedpan and then I'll glue you to that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, TMI. Uh, Sarah, back to Sarah's question. It all depends on how far you need to go. For example, you can buy battery-powered cameras that don't require any wires like Amazon's Blink line or Arlo's rechargeable battery cameras for example that would allow you to quickly and easily set up cameras that you can use to check in on them without a big investment and without the need to make any destructive changes, if you will, especially to their living environment. Now, if they're willing to wear smartwatches that will both give them a way to always contact you, even if they're unfortunately maybe on the floor, for example and they can alert you of falls and of their current location wherever they are. Now, the old I've fallen and I can't get up kind of senior tech is also still around, believe it or not. Uh, so you can still opt for the classics. Yeah, in fact, as we're recording this,
0: uh, just yesterday, I got a text alert on my phone from Amazon Alexa that Dave Graveline has added you as an emergency contact in the event of a problem. And uh, yeah, I forgot to tell you, by the way, I got that. Oh, gee, so, thanks. I was wondering so, if it par- didn't work. So apparently if you ever fall and you tell Alexa you've fallen or something, she'll call me. And I don't know that. how that works. We yeah, should test it. Okay, so go fall. Yeah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> Did you get an alert? uh, Yes, I did. I
1: broke my arm.
0: (laughs) So, Sarah, if your parents are willing to accept a smart speaker, uh, they can give you an easy way to contact them and be contacted by them without forcing them to run to a, a landline or keep track of a smartphone. Smart speakers obviously have very sensitive microphones, so you should be able to talk to them fairly easily, even if they're not nearby. Uh, you can also use services like grocery delivery, either directly from merchants or by way of services like Instacart, which should uh, help you make sure that they have the groceries they need. The same goes for pharmacy delivery services from both traditional pharmacies and from tech uh, mega corporations
1: like Amazon. That's, that's pretty cool. I really hadn't thought of that. But that's another good way to take care of them and let them be in their own home. Yeah. That's awesome. You can also remotely track usage on routers, though that won't be as straightforward, and it may require a little bit more knowledge to be able to parse for example what you're seeing yeah i mean it all depends on what you really want and need to track but
0: you should have plenty of options to help your parents maintain their independence
1: yeah sarah first of all kudos for you for wanting to take care of mom and dad and let them age in place because i won't let chris put me in a home even though he keeps saying it because one day you know i will i will leave my house foot first Uh do they still have have nut houses yeah yeah. Because you're going to probably end up in one. Uh, I, I live in one currently. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Sarah, if that hasn't helped you enough, and don't worry, we understand if it hasn't, we can do some more digging if you'd like. But stay tuned because our listeners are the best in the world and others have some additional suggestions. So let us know what you think about aging in place and how you might be of assistance to folks like Sarah who... Want to take care of their parents. Yeah.
0: Speaking of, I'm um, taking care of parents. You know, you've been using your Omnipod app on your Android phone for some time to deliver your insulin, except for the new one because it's well, not compatible yeah. yet. But um, yeah, yeah. But uh, iPhone users have not had that luxury, and they've had to use a separate Omnipod controller, which mm-hmm. is basically like carrying around a second phone. However, that is about to change. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has cleared insulin's iPhone app for its Omnipod 5 hybrid closed-loop system for patients living with diabetes. Insulin claims the iPhone app clearance means that Omnipod 5 is the only tubeless automated insulin delivery system with full control from a compatible smartphone. In addition to functional controls for the system, users will be able to create customized food data for snacks and meals they consume. Uh, the app will be free to users of the Omnipod 5 system, like Jason, yep. who is on an iPhone, so has been carrying around this separate Omnipod controller exactly. everywhere it
1: goes. Just like me currently carrying around my old phone because oh. not only the Dexcom is not compatible with the Google Pixel 8 Pro, neither is the Omnipod Because yet. you have to be such an early adopter that you get things before they're tested and cleared. That's true. And But for times like this, it's a pain. Yeah. You know, people have seen me pull out two phones. Oh, you carry two phones. And then I have to explain why. It's not like I'm that important that I have two phones. No, it's I'm that important that I'm trying to stay alive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one, one phone's just for the people that you actually really do want to talk to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the others, and, yeah. and uh, I think there's only two people that have that number, and apparently I'm not one of them. Nope, <laughs> you haven't earned that yet. Yeah. We do want to hear from our audience, though, because you make the show. Georgia in Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome into Tomorrow, Georgia.
0: Hi, Dave. I'm frustrated by not being given an icon for the option to print articles online any longer. Hmm. Why am I no longer able to
1: print so easily? Have you been a good girl? Perhaps, of course. Georgia, there are really two big reasons likely. The first one is that printing is just not very popular anymore. Fewer people browse with computers and fewer people still have printers at home. Now, if you ever go to a show where people can buy tickets online, you'll see just how many phones get scanned at the door. The same goes for airlines and boarding passes or trains, for that matter, even coupons at shops, sporting events. People just don't print much anymore because, for the most part, most people don't need to. Now, the other reason is the main one it's hard to provide those buttons believe it or not in fact it's funny you
0: mention that because at my uh, at my house i put my printer up in the top of my closet about 3 years ago and haven't needed it since you've not printed I something not at, home printed three at home in
1: 3 years holy moly I mean, I've printed stuff at home. Of course, we print here all the time. We print scripts and various things. Yeah, I've I've printed stuff here at
0: work, but I've I've not needed it at home for anything. Interesting.
1: Uh, Now, old sites were
0: extremely simple. They all had the same basic markup and were optimized for roughly the same resolution. So printing was pretty much adapting one look to a printed page format and moving on. Modern sites are very complex. They typically use CSS or front-end frameworks to style
1: what the user sees and how they see it. Yeah, CSS, by the way, is cascading style sheets. Not that you need to know that, but if you hear it, then now you kind of know.
0: Yeah, things are hidden in the background. Pages are made responsive to adapt to both small phones and large widescreen monitors, and they rearrange to fit a different resolution, and different browsers need to be taken into account to ensure everything always looks like it should. Uh, adapting a page like that to a printed version would mean more custom CSS and would mean both catering to the different browsers in the market and staying on top of updates so the page always prints like it should. Now, that means a lot of work and a lot of cost, but most importantly, it means that an end user of a CMS or content management system like WordPress or Drupal can't do it. They'd need to hire programmers to build the printing logic and keep it working, which
1: in the vast majority of cases is just not worth it. Yeah. I'm sorry, Georgia, that I wish we had better news for you, but Chris is a prime example. It's been three years since he shoved his printer in the closet at home and hasn't needed it, let alone used it. So that, unfortunately, might be your answer. You might do better off in doing screen captures. Like, for example, if you're on Windows, it's a snipping tool. And then you can just print from that, and that might work better for you. In the long run, you can print pieces of web pages, perhaps, if you really need to print stuff like
0: that. Or even in Windows, you can uh, print. It's sort of like a print, but print to a
1: PDF file, and then just save a PDF file digitally. You don't need paper. That's true. You save to a a PDF, yeah, and then you can print that. So let us know if that helped you at all, or if others have suggestions for Georgia, please let us know at 800-899-INTO, or use the audio option on the Into Tomorrow app, or even better these days, click that Ask Dave Mike button at intotomorrow.com.
2: Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, Use our free Into Tomorrow app, available in your app store, or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, then you need to call us right now. Debt Fix Pros can significantly reduce the amount you owe and you could be debt-free faster than you think. I knew we had to do something, our debt was growing.
3: It was getting out of control and we just didn't know what to do.
1: We saw an ad for Debt Fix Pros, we called and they showed us how fast they could get us
2: out of debt. Call 800-781-6764, that's (laughs) 800-781-6764.
0: In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you too. Text RADIO to 35,000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35,000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work.